name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because as you approach the final uh, stretch, um, that what I probably will not say anything new, but um, there are many ways for us to benefit from Holy Week. And the more that you are prepared uh, now and put a good plan, the much more will benefit. And I believe anyone who walks in the door, even we've had many times not, uh, people who are not Orthodox, and come in, sometimes planned, sometimes not planned. <laughs> and uh, God changes their life in this week. And the same thing was the case in the history of the church since we had something called uh, Holy Week, uh, that because that, this is the week of our salvation. So I want to go through um, some basic uh, things uh, about the rites and the structure and then how to journey. The church in this week is very focused, I don't have to tell you, but uh, there was, um, there are different accounts of how the history of Holy Week developed. Because since the time of the resurrection of our Lord, when they would come to celebrate and commemorate, they, they would have different uh, experiences. Some people, they said they would read through the whole Bible, because that's what we had, that was the only account that we had, and the prayers were not fixed yet. Other people, they say that we focused on the New Testament, which is why <clears throat> you'll notice that uh, even... Uh, in the tradition today, when you go home after services or in between services, what do you usually read Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? You will con continue with the Gospels, right? Some of the churches, they have that tradition to distribute chapters during the prayer, but it was much more precise that they would be reading the Gospel at home because they, they have the week off in those days. <laughs> everyone had the week off <laughs> so I know it's not out of obligation sometimes people who you know have their own uh, manage their own schedules or their own businesses or whatever they can arrange for this but when they do so even the time in between so uh, Monday was Matthew Tuesday Mark Wednesday Luke Thursday John some people shifted a day but the reason why we, I prefer to do it this way is why you don't have to abide by this because Thursday night we start a half an hour early so we can finish what it's the golden part of the golden gospel so the crown you say from chapters 13 to 17 and and this was done so that by the time you get to Saturday we will finish with Revelation so some people would read but there's not enough time to read all the epistles <laughs> during on, on Friday. But this was the vision of the church, that for us to speak about salvation, we will go through. That's why most of the readings were selected in the Old Testament. Most of our time is on the Old Testament, even with the psalm. But uh, the, the reflection and meditation is, is the, the Gospels. And if someone has not read anything in the Bible... If they walk into church, you know, starting from tomorrow, <laughs> you get the whole story, but it's not in chronological order. Like, you have to have someone help you. And Monday morning, we start with Genesis, right? And then we'll read uh, the history of Moses. We have some, just as if someone is giving you a guide, Genesis, then we'll read some things from Exodus, and then we'll go and continue. 
to the Old Testament. We have prophecies here and there. We have the Psalms. And then we have, of course, the Gospel and the New Testament uh, waiting for us. So, but it needs a little bit of guidance so I know exactly what to do and where to focus. Um, <clears throat> as you know, the word Passover, or the word Bascha, the word Bascha is the name of this week. So we can call it Holy Week for short. In Arabic you say, yeah, Passion Week. But we have, uh, there's a, there is an importance to focus on Passover or Bascha. The In the Greek Orthodox Church, they will call Bascha the Feast of Resurrection. But actually, if you look in, uh, in uh, there's uh, Origen, there's John Chrysostom, there's Augustine. They write about uh, the true meaning based on the Hebrew. It comes from the uh, Hebrew word for Passover, right? And so this is the passing over from death to life, from sin to glory, from earth to heaven. And this is the meaning why we are coming to the church during this week. It's not just for passion. That's why the Lord tells the, the women who are weeping, don't weep for me, right? He said, if you're coming... He said, if you're coming to the church, do we from, don't weep for me. Like, right? He's okay. <laughs> he was okay then in the suffering, and he's okay now. But he said, this is for your glorification. So that's why even when, when I'm coming to the church, I have this in mind. Right? Well, why did he tell the Jews, this, the Israelites, to put the blood on the doorposts? Right? And even, I'm sure the Jews in the beginning said, you want us to do what? Go take a lamb and put it on the door. Okay? Say, why? He said, do this so your children don't die. So he said, what do you mean? Because there's an angel of death that will pass over. Said, what do you mean? Why? Why does God want to have an angel? So when they knew the story, what was happening, he said, we were suffering and in affliction. We are slaves. We have been held captive here for all of our as long as we know and we have been weeping and petitioning God why have you left us here that's why the Lord said I've heard your cry and when Moses comes to deliver the people of Israel even though they were you know, it's like a bad marriage <laughs> it's like yes no yes and then at the end he said okay now is the time of deliverance I don't think there were that many questions neutrally because they saw the plagues they know what was happening with Pharaoh. He said, today, today is the day we will leave. And this is the sign by which we will pass over. Um, it wasn't an easy journey. <laughs> it was actually a very difficult journey. And you know, but you know what the journey looked like, like after they had eaten. They had to eat standing up with their sandals on, with the staff ready, and eat it very quickly. Right? Why? Because the time, like, once the <laughs> Moses, they, they ring the bell, everyone is running for their life. They're escaping for their life. And when they reach, it's not a clear road either, right? Every step of the way, there are challenges. Another time, maybe I'll give it to you. Uh, the path that they believe that the Israelites taken. Have you ever seen pictures of this mountain path? Because it's described very quickly in the book of Exodus. They went, they don't know where they're going, they don't have street lights, they don't, uh, even lanterns, it's not going to help them to see, they can't see around them. 
Um, I think San Diego is well lit usually at night, but there are some areas, sometimes we have, there's no, uh, any new development. So you drive slower, and you're like trying to navigate. They don't have time, to, so they have to go quickly, and that's where the pillar of fire comes into place. But what uh, some of the historians have pictured as this journey was mountains from both sides and one path. Why? No one's going to take a wrong turn. <laughs> but there's so many turns that they cannot see, even if, they, if it was light, they don't know what they are facing. This is the journey of the Israelites. All they could do is, and in the mountain path, what do you hear? Your echo and Pharaoh. So you don't even know how far he is either. This is the, this is the it's very difficult, like, I don't know how would we react. By the time they reach, and they're, they're like, Moses, where are we going? <laughs> Even if he knew, right? It, what is he going to tell them? We're going to go to the beach? Like, there is nothing. He doesn't know. And even if he does know, he said, all we know is we have to go this way. So they're rushing, and then they get to the beach. And then they could see. If at any point they could see, that's when they saw. <laughs> that's when they said. And we can't go backwards. We have no other option. And so God led them to the point where they felt that they were deceived by God and by Moses. And they said, we're going to die. Actually, every point, <laughs> the Israelites had this feeling. And even in our life, we said, what God, you want me to do this? You brought me all the way over here from Egypt or from Los Angeles or from San Diego, wherever. And now you're going to leave me like this in this mess? So this is the journey. that they, And there's darkness and there's cloud and there's it feels like Destruction is in front of us. But you know the story, I don't have to tell you, that God opens a way. And this way, uh, another time I'll tell you, but, uh, it was prepared, not just uh, the location. They say the beach itself fit two and a half million people, barely the size of all, so all of them could barely fit. <laughs> and then they're locked from this side and locked from this side. At the same time, the path it's far from one end to the next, and it's very deep. But God made a path, and it's gently sloped, so they can go across. That's why when the wind struck, uh, it caused the waves to congeal. And this was dry. It's, not, it's supposed to be mud. So any of the horses, any of the little children, they got stuck in the mud. But actually, it was perfect. And barely enough, they say even the people who studied, that it's only a couple hours or so that this phenomenon could have ha could, could happen. And then once the temperature increases, what happens? <laughs> so that's what happened by the time the Pharaoh and his chariots. But anyhow, this, this passage is our journey through all the problems and difficulties and sin and, and weaknesses and, that we have. And, and in the end is victory. There's new challenges. But this is the journey. That's why after we finish this Passover, if you look in the Gospels of the Holy uh, 50 Days, they are focused on that journey on the other side. So this is before becoming Christian, <laughs> right? We're in slavery, we're captive, and then we reach the Promised Land, or we're on the way to the Promised Land, to the Kingdom of Heaven, but we also have some new experiences and difficulties, but that... That was enough. So when we have challenges after our baptism, 
we look to our baptism and before our baptism. Okay. Um, this, for us, like we said, is the second Pascha, the beginning of life. Jerusalem, defending, he will also deliver it. Passing over, he will preserve it. And this is the promise for us, uh, for our salvation. That's why the icon of the Israelites is the icon of our baptism and our salvation. Okay. Christ himself is our Pascha, and this is very clear on Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday, but it's like as if we're building up to it on Thursday. Uh, we don't have time to go through all of this. I'm sure your sermons and your meditations during the week have it, but this is the picture of how the Lord himself is our uh, feast. He is our Passover. And he prepared himself uh, for us. Uh, you know that also by the beginning, in the 10th of Nisan, the Passover was on the, the 14th of Nisan. So the 10th, which is what? So if the Passover is on Friday, or thir- the 10th is what? Thurs- Thursday night starts the Passover. So Sunday night to Monday, right, and I hope it, uh, is going to be the time when they start to bring in the Passover lambs from the uh, sheep gate. Because they had 12 gates in Jerusalem. They would be bred in Bethlehem. And then they go and take them around, depending from one to three years. And then they bring them in through the sheep gate on the 10th of Nisan. Sometimes later, but they prepare them so that they will be slaughtered. On That will be the 14th, which for us is the Friday. So the Lord was on the cross at the time of the slaughtering of the lambs. And then they rushed home. The reason why they broke the legs of the thieves was so that they could go to eat the meal. But the Lord, with His disciples, advanced it. There's a lot of Jewish technicalities. We won't talk about them. But the Lord advanced the Passover uh, one day before, and there was it was permissible. And that's why in the Catholic Church they think it's unleavened bread, but we know from a lot of other things it's leavened bread. And... And they ate the Passover because he gave them the new covenant after completing, fulfilling the old covenant. So this is, this is the work of the Christ as our Passover during this week. The history, um, so there's different ways that you can meditate during Holy Week. And my goal was, was to open up some doors uh, for you. Um, it's, not too late to buy a book uh, or to get a book but it depends on again how you want to focus because some people say I want to focus just on the Gospels and they'll reach through the Gospels and other people will say uh, no I want to focus uh, uh, more on the history and I remember one year because the year when we took the the school um, to Jerusalem uh, I was doing there are some journals or uh, guides that would even that are designed to help you because many people go uh, to Jerusalem during this time. We're not going to we go to the church as the Jerusalem, <laughs> but that's the experience. And to fully understand it, <clears throat> there are some people when they you know they like uh, trips and they like journeys, so they will be able to follow. Like I mentioned to you just on Palm Sunday, what happened on Palm Sunday? <clears throat> there was a nun in the fourth century called Egeria, and she did this. The 4th century is important. Why? Because (coughs) um, 
we know that in the 300 years beforehand, they didn't really have access to anything in Jerusalem. There were very few Christians, and the Christians who were there, still there are very persecuted. They didn't have a church that they could pray in openly. Um, it wasn't very easy, especially in Jerusalem. Like almost anywhere else, it would grow very quickly, <laughs> but just not in Jerusalem. Until Constantine, right? And you know the story, Queen Helen came, they discovered the cross. After they discovered the cross, what did she decide to do? Built three main, main churches. The one in Anastasis, or the Holy Sepulchre, in Bethlehem, and I think the third one was Bethany, oh, it's on, um, on the Mount of Olives, <coughs> where they believe the Lord was uh, nearby on um, Gethsemane. They call it Our, Our Fathers. So he, he built those three main. It took a couple years, and then all of the people came, including St. Athanasius and others, to consecrate this church. When they consecrated the church, the Bishop of Jerusalem had a very good plan. Who's the Bishop of Jerusalem? St. Cyril of Jerusalem, not of Alexandria. So, St. Cyril of Jerusalem, and he was the main, that he, he, he saw that all these important places in the Gospels, that we have to build something there, so that we can commemorate the events of our Lord perfectly. And every year we will do the same thing. Before they only had a couple. So they did this, especially in Bethany, and in the Martyrion, and in Bethlehem, and uh, the place, they had some place for the, for the, where the Lord was whipped. All these places. And then he, then he had a simple way to read those readings in the day. So for example, on Saturday, tomorrow, what were they going to read? John chapter... 11, Lazarus, where are they going to read it? In Bethany. Then what are they going to do? In the Bethany church, and then they'll come down from the Mount of Olives, and they'll pass through as close as they can to the same gate where the Lord entered. Then they can go because they don't have another church, but they will go to Hedron. And then they would have different services Monday, Wednesday, going back and forth, because that's what the Lord did in Bethany. The idea is to follow the steps of the Lord with the gospel. So not just going and say, we're here, take a picture, go to the next place, which some people... <laughs> but the idea is that we are journeying with the Lord to see what He did, what He, uh, how He gave Himself for us. And the gospels bring this to light. And sometimes they would take the prophecies and read the prophecies in light of it. So what happened? Start to collect these links, which were collected in different ways by different traditions, which we have in Holy Week. And our church is uh, probably one of the longest. <laughs> because we said we are going to collect everything. <laughs> We're going to read everything. Nazageria said too, even if someone didn't understand, they would read it again in whatever language. So there's people with five languages. Now, thank God, we have, have English. Yeah. People want Arabic. They go to place for Arabic. A few, some place have both. But what they insisted is that everyone has to understand every reading. And this was the goal, So, and it's not easy in Jerusalem, even to, like you can find, if you stand long enough in the Holy Anastasis, you'll hear five, six languages, right? just in one place. But this was their idea, uh, and uh, St. Cyril helped to do this, so that they could worship in spirit and truth. And if you uh, wanted to like fo have this to be your focus, 
it's very very beneficial I was telling the priests uh, last week like there's many meditations that you can find through this geographical or topographical perspective like Barabbas Barabbas was where? on Friday he was in prison and Pilate comes out twice actually he asks two questions one question is it's custom to release a prisoner who do you want to release? Barabbas or Jesus? everyone shuts out Barabbas second question well, what do you want me to do with the one that you call king of the Jews? crucify him Barabbas' prison is very close by to where Pilate was asking. He was on uh, the bath, and he was uh, speaking from the steps of Pilate. The steps of Pilate are so famous that Queen Helen had them moved to Italy <laughs> to be in her house that she, so that she could go on this. And even till the day, uh, the Catholics have a tradition, they have to go on their knees up the steps and they do their prayers. It's very painful because they put wood over the... <laughs> and if you try to walk up, they have police. <laughs> you, know, you, can't, you can't walk. But anyways, so the, the steps of Pilate <clears throat> were there. And at the top, he asked the two questions. Around the corner is Barabbas. So he hears the two things. Barabbas, and then crucify him, crucify him. So as the guard is coming, he believes what? It's now my time. I'm going to be crucified. And he was guilty. And he's, so I don't know what he's thinking. Some of the films, they portray him as like this. But he was probably a very, um, seems like he was a very threatening leader of the people. That's why he was in prison. He wasn't like a maniac, as far as we know. So as the guard is coming, he said, Barabbas, you're free. What do you mean I'm free? I'm supposed to be crucified. The God said, I know. The other one is going to take your place. Who's the one? And I don't know if he's in the same prison or next to him. And so he really, he sees very clear. He said, but he didn't do anything. Even even if he's nearby, he says, whatever I say, he's, <laughs> he, there's not the most unthreatening person, the one who came to save and seek that which is lost. So from that, they, even someone, they did a whole movie on Barabbas imagining what happened to him. But the story of Barabbas, Barabbas means son of the father. Like Bar Jonas, Bar Abba. The son of the, of the father. The son of the father is each one of us who's in prison because of our sin. And we should have been the one going to death. But the Lord is the one who released us and gave us the new life. Yeah, I know that analogies are not perfect when you talk about <laughs> redemption, but this is the picture which we are uh, reflecting on in this week. Because it is. Whatever, even if we are the most righteous, most holy, none of us by our holiness or righteousness can, bring, can save ourselves, nobody. Whatever religion, it will not work. It needs the power of the Redeemer, and the grace of God to, to save us. This is the mystery of Basra. That's why we wait for it all year. And that's why it changes our life. Like if you leave in, after in the, the Feast of Resurrection, the same person, there's something wrong. Either you were attending, either you weren't reading, either you're not focused, there's something off. <laughs> because it does. 
and even to the point where like there is that sorrow we don't want to let go of Friday on Sat on bright Saturday. So you see that tension like it's pulling back and forth. But we want to stay but at the same time we need new life. But we are sinners, but God gave us this 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 is the this is the work of our life and then it's just all joy. So this is the work that we have. Um this is the structure. And then I want to ask you what do you notice here? So we have morning and evening services. Uh, how many hours do we have, what prayers do we have in each morning or each evening? We have first hour, third hour, sixth hour, ninth hour, eleventh hour. And then on Friday we add the twelfth. Why did we pick those times? It does have to do with Christ and Holy Week. And I'm going to ask you a hard question. <laughs> Just how and what else follows the same hours? The Igbeya. And it's the only time in the in the year that we tell you don't read your Igbeya. Like We're begging you. <laughs> we're commanding you. <laughs> Please read your Igbeya. This week, don't read your Igbeya. Why? Because this is a different set... It's hard to do both. But for those who say, but I didn't read my Gebeah the whole week, I said, okay, Friday, read the whole thing. Like, we're going to read all, you know, when they would leave, we only, we say everything together. But what would the, the strong, they would go, it's okay, read 150 psalms. To make, by the time, because we don't, there's not much time. If you're focused on the falafel, which is, I know, very good here, <laughs> then you're not going to have time for any song. <laughs> you're going to barely start, <laughs> and then we'll end up, instead of, you know, remember the picture of the Gethsemane, uh, Isaac Fenus did one, it's very nice, and then they put the three disciples in the corner, in the dark, asleep, like, you can barely see them if you, because Christ is the focus. But they're like asleep. Why did they sleep? There's two reasons. But there were two reasons the gospel tells us. It wasn't, it wasn't that late, but it was late. You only you say one, I say one. <laughs> okay. The first one it says in the gospel that because out of sorrow. Because he kept telling them, I'm going to die, I'm going to leave. I'm gonna... So he said, I need you to pray. And they didn't see him like, it's the point of, of weakness, not of sin, not of doubt, but definitely the weakness of humanity. That was the testing in the garden. It was very difficult. Um, <clears throat> and the devil was attacking this doubt because he knew exactly how he was going to suffer. So they heard this, and you know like someone is kind of, I know you're never depressed, you're never upset, but some people when they reach this, they just want to sleep, right? There's other people, they can't sleep, there's more anxiety. Like the mother. <laughs> just like in the pharmacist, they have, you know, active thyroid, or <laughs> if it's too active, like they're so, but then the problem is the anxiety. And then it's not active enough, like sleep, they can't act, like they're tired, doing, doing nothing. So they have the second. But even if they didn't have that problem, they had the second problem. Where did they just come from? Dinner. Big dinner. Passover dinner, the lamb was very good. <laughs> because it was well chosen. Christ chose the place for it. 
So they, I think they enjoyed, they don't, probably not too many meals. <laughs> Everyone wanted to put the best before Christ, but especially this night. Uh, so it's something the Jews wait for all year. It's not like us, they can go to the grocery store. No, like they would prepare the lamb for the whole year or sometimes two years for this day. So it was, they, I think, <laughs> the combination, some people eat when they're depressed, <laughs> some people, they definitely did both. But it's the picture of humanity. <clears throat> so anyhow, we have the hours divided up. And the goal for us is to follow hour by hour. And how do we organize the Igbeya? It's similar to the organization of Holy Week. Right? We have Old Testament, and we have uh, New Testament, and then we have also reflection and, and uh, prayers that are put in between. So you'll see that the, the prophecies, they are linked to the Gospel, most of them, most of them. If it's from the historical books, it, it's a prophecy of what will happen in the gospel that hour or that day. If it's not, then we sometimes have a secondary reading, which is from the one of the wisdom books. So it can be from Proverbs, can be from Ecclesiastes, can be from the wisdom of Solomon. And this was the idea for us to, in Holy Week, and especially in, in the fast, the church picks the hardest readings, like when Lord said, I will come and destroy you. I will come strike Jerusalem with a curse. I am, I am the Lord, right? It's like anyone hears it. What did I do wrong? How can I fix it? Woe is me! And and but we end with lamentations of Jeremiah, like everyone is weeping, and Jeremiah is still weeping. Like I think there's no one weeping in heaven <laughs> except Jeremiah gives us the the picture of, <laughs> but he's not supposed. To, he can't weep. Then it comes the Holy Week and what uh, Holy Fifty, and what do we do? It's all like very positive message. Just like when you come to confess too. You're supposed to have the two, like before, re very hard on your on yourself. Right? But by the end, is it like, yeah, all my sins are forgiven, the Lord given me new, new life. So the church balances the two. So the wisdom, the wisdom books give us that, that push in the prophecies. What is the link between the two if you get confused? Not the doxology. <laughs> doxology, choice nine on, choice nine on. After the doxology, it's the song. That's why we spend the longest time on the song. It's not just to show how good the deacons are. I know the deacons are good. But that's not the focus for the song. It's not to give us a break so we can sit down and rest or take a nap. It's, it's not really to read the books. Yes, this is one type. Like I know there's different approaches some of the priests say I want them to read because some people they don't read at all in their whole life except Holy Week and during the song <laughs> like ask them to read at home say, no, I read during the song <laughs> but that's that's a way but that's not the best way what am I supposed to be doing during the song like for us we prepare sermons <laughs> or we finalize the sermon <laughs> because like I was telling them I have 15 in one week like I don't know which day. And you can't recycle Tuesday to Wednesday. It's completely different. Uh, Guna has no problem. <laughs> Naturally. Like you're blessed. The first year, like, you say, glory to... <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Because the, the sacrifice has already been offered. 
but but that <clears throat> what is the what is the goal of the song? What am I supposed to do in the song? That opens up for me the whole. So sometimes you're like, wait a second, what was that reading again that we had in Proverbs? Ah, this is what the and what's the gospel? Let me look to the. So then you can't. It, but if you already know it, like you did your homework, like what they used to do. Like I don't want to make you see. I know barely you might have barely time to come to the church. But assuming you like to wake up early, and because we don't let you read your agbeya, when you wake up at six a.m. or four a.m. or five a.m. like like some of you do, I know, or ten a.m. I don't know. <laughs> There's not not many college students. Gosh, <laughs> they wake up early at. <laughs> so when they wake up, what are you supposed to do? You say, I can't pray. Oh, you pray the first hour. At least read through. You don't have to read everything. But you do some of the things. And you do an introduction. You say, wait, wait a second. Why are we reading Genesis 1 on Monday morning? Oh, because it's the story. Of, this is the, the fall of Adam. It's related to our fall. And the psalm will help you in this. So in the, in the psalm, you are reviewing. Hopefully you read something. Or you thought of something. <laughs> or maybe you had a question. Say, I didn't understand this reading. Where are we going? Where is Christ in all of this? Because I heard a lot of things. But if you lose focus on Christ, at any point the psalm is where to catch catch him. And as if it's someone yelling three, four times, but they do it in a nice way, <laughs> to give you enough time. In the beginning you might feel, oh, this is very long. It's extended. <laughs> And there's some deacon, they, it's too, like there is a way to do it. <laughs> and we hope, we hope they're praying. I told them in one of the other churches, please be praying and like we don't want anything else. Because if there's other motives and you want to show us your talent, we're all going to be like, it's not going to work. <laughs> because none of us would reach, right? But if it's through prayer, then it helps me in prayer to understand. Because sometimes we don't even know what, what, the, what is the psalm that I'm saying. <laughs> right? So no matter how melodic it is, the goal is for us to find Christ. And that uh, deacon, I know I'm going to focus too much on the deacons. But the deacon's goal is like, not only I know the psalm and where to break it up, but I know, I understand the depth of this psalm to pray to find Christ. Like when he's asking uh, for they, you anointed my head with oil. He's speaking about right Avicinon, for example. He's speaking about <clears throat> what was the woman pouring the ointment? That's why it's in that gospel. But at the same time, is about how they will bury the Lord. So in the same time that she's pouring the oil, she I don't she didn't realize everything. And she just wanted to offer something, and the sinful woman who's just repenting. She said, this is the best thing I could have. I want to weep at your feet. And because my tears, the sin, had brought to death, I need to cover that sin with something. Something that's the most precious, and that was worth very expensive oil. So that's what her thought was. But then the Lord says, no, this is for my burial. Because He's looking to how that He will forgive the sins. It's through the cross and the resurrection. So all of this is hidden in one psalm. So when the, the, the deacon is coming and he understands this is Christ's sacrifice for us in the psalm, of course we're all like moved, like that's why we can't stand. If we understood the depth, we won't be able to stand. Like we are we are fully at the feet of Christ in the psalm. And then comes time to the gospel, because we know this is our resurrection, we fell, 
arise to worship and praise you. This is the work of every time we you come down. Yes, I know sometimes they need a break. <laughs> Good for the soul. And we, the active servants, they do anything and everything around <laughs> except to sit in the, in the psalm. Sometimes it's necessary, right? I know there are some of the people, they distribute the readings, but the active, they would, you know, the cards in some of the churches, and they pass it out, or they passed it out the week before. Like I know in one of the churches, they had arranged all the readings of the whole week beforehand, so not only they, they, everyone knows what they're doing, but he read it before, he tried to find out what it meant, and then everything is going, so nobody has to say anything. Like, I wish, I wish. <laughs> we enter the church, and everyone knows, just like in heaven. All the angels, they know what to, to do. They don't have someone, <laughs> get up now. <laughs> right? But this is the work, the new people who come in, like from the paradise, they have. The angel helps you. This is the, that, do you know who that is? That's David. Do you know who that is? <laughs> so, there is some assistance in the beginning. But in the end, this was the picture of worship. So the psalm is the high point in our worship. And it, it helps us, because that's why it's, it's where it is. The litanies, they, they are our petition. And in the daytime, you do the matanias, right? And at night, there's no matanias. I know some of the people, they used to say, no, no, we fast. This is the usually end of high school, early college, we will fast all day and we won't eat and so we can do matanias in the evening and when someone asks me, <laughs> that's not the goal. The goal, the idea was that all of the people that we are praying for, all of the needs of anyone in the church, even the people who don't know Christ, the people who are starting to know Christ, the people who are sick, the people who are in prison, that they will come or that we offer all of those people now, and the powerful, the most powerful in all of the year is in Holy Week. And I'm sure Abu what can tell you stories of miracles that happen in this week. Why? Not because we are saints. Because the whole church is fasting more than any time of year. We are saying all the prayers and all the readings that we can. And even when we go home, like we're in the clouds. Like, like even when you're at work, sometimes you can't focus because um, your mind is with, with Christ and we're counting the minutes so that we can go back to the church, right? And then we're hoping that they'll let us go <laughs> like the Israelites on Thursday or Friday or whatever to get release. One time I was visiting someone in um, prison. I was in prison. And he uh, had the arraignment before the judge on Great Friday at 12 o'clock. So I told him, did you plan this? <laughs> he, he smiled. He said, but uh, Abuna, forgive me, I'm not fasting. I'm like, now I know <laughs> this is not your problem, is fasting or not fasting. So I remember in that year, especially when we're praying for those who are in prison, like, I mean, he got, he got out, and he's living a, a, life, a good life with Christ. But what I'm saying is they're not just general prayers. When we come in the, the Friday, to do all the matanias, and I know you do them well, or sometimes take my back, my head, but before we do all of that, who are we Who are we doing the matanias for? Because there's 400 of them, it's not just for me. You can take 50, <laughs> maybe saying I'm, 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 my sin is very, very high, so I'll take 100. Okay, 300, for who, for what? 
why are we doing it in the four directions like even I was thinking today we never say okay let's pray to the west today we only do it in this time why we never say okay let's uh, read the gospel to the north why not only only when just only well, two times someone is guessing it's coming up when do we read gospels in different directions before Good Friday in a couple of days Palm Sunday morning you're right Palm Sunday, Palm Sunday morning when when we go around in the procession we'll just say the 12 gospels but we're in all facing all directions why <clears throat> why that time we can do it if you decided like today the deacon said okay let's read the gospel over there <laughs> this is the place for the gospel face towards the people but because we are moving with Christ and commemorating the salvation that he does in all the corners of the earth so we shall uh, we can in this time we have that permission and the feast of the cross when you are uh, doing the same thing because the feast of the cross and, and uh, Palm Sunday were based in Jerusalem what was happening in Jerusalem and the same thing the 400 Matanias but I can't prove it yet but one day I'll come to you and know what we found. They have a group of monks and nuns. They were famous for the Matanyas. Like, we do the 400 on... Uh, but they were doing it every day. Like, 100, 200, 300. Like, I don't know, when we stand with them in the judgment... <laughs> <laughs> and we'd be a bit like this my back <laughs> and they were doing there was a lady who went to study this when I was in Notre Dame she she for I don't know how many years and they were studying these monks the bones and they had all this cartilage and for you doctors like on the knees and on the arms and they couldn't figure out why um, so I told them maybe it's the Matanyas they, they said what's a Matanya I said, like, you're, you're Catholic, and <laughs> don't you have Matanias? Maybe they, the prostrations. Well, wait, how, did you, how do you do your prostrations? So I told them. So it made sense. Like, they were able to say, this is the only theory that they have. Because in the old, in the 4th century, the prayer position was like this. That's why you see St. Nina, or um, uh, St. Samuel, or some of the others, the, the, the Oran's position. Some, then we went like this. But, but this was the early prayer. But for us to do the Matanya the way that we do, probably dates to how they were worshipping in the holy places in Jerusalem. And if you stand one day, when we, uh, you have to go for education, not just for family fun. <laughs> you go for uh, in those, those trips, that you see that especially from Ethiopia, some people from um, the east area, some people from Greece, and that's how they still worship in the holy places. Because they were in the holy place. But that's how they, they were worshipped. But the question, how am I going to spend the rest of the 300 matanias? Because I'm the chief sinner, so I get 100. For everyone else. For everyone else. Including, let's, you can break it down. Already the matanias, they, we do one in the morning for each. So we have the sick, we have the prison, we have the catechumen, the people who are not yet Christian. We have uh, the air, the wind, like the earth. Fear, all fear in the Greek translation, they uh, all fear some events, like hurricanes and all of that. Because um, I remember one year we were in uh, the East Coast. I, actually, I wasn't there. They told me one of the kids told me after there was um, 
a lady who was in labor in Friday. And Avuna got a call that she is not going to make it. So he made the congregation do an extra 50 for her. And he announced, said, this is the situation. The only thing we have is to pray. Because how many people are in labor in that time? <laughs> Thank God uh, both were saved. And then I met the youth after. And so I said, this story? He said, yes. I was born out of the prayers of the church. On the day when our Lord died, imagine this, it's like meeting Lazarus. <laughs> like when everyone said, you're Lazarus? He said, yeah. I was dead. I was in the tomb. That's why they wanted to kill him again. So he fled to Cyprus. And even the people said, you're Lazarus? He said, so he gave the perfect witness. All he has to do is say that. I'm Lazarus. <laughs> I'm alive because of our Lord. So this is the work which we do in the Matanyas. That for anyone who is suffering, that's the power of the church. And and I know many people, they were applying to schools, applying to jobs. They have uh, very severe illness. You, you can write a book about all of those. Uh, but for us, the, the prayer is enough. That's why the resurrection has that joy too of the victory of our afflictions, of our difficulties. Okay. Uh, so basically what and how to pray and then we'll stop with this so the most important thing how to be prepared for every day and if you can every hour of that day and as much as you can to do you know the overview at least go through some people I know they outline some people they took notes the year before some people I remember when we were young we would like correct all the mistakes in the book because I would get frustrated and, and this word is not, no, no, that's not. <laughs> so, but the idea is to have the picture going in. So I know where I am, just like, you know, someone who has the navigation, like the, the other people who are a little bit more OCD, like they have to know exactly where we're, I'm not going to wait <laughs> 10 miles to figure out when the turn is. I need to know like in advance. So um, this is very accurate. So you want, if you are ready when you walk into church, you know, okay, yeah, this is this is uh, Thursday night. Uh, I, I'm waiting for the, the 13, chapters 13 to 17. Especially, I like chapter 15, or the same thing when we come for Revelation. The most difficult chapters are 16 to 19. Everyone usually sleeps during that time, because 19 is the time when we say that, yeah, very hard, we wake everyone up. But... And we have praises before. But we know going in, we're going to read, when is Revelation? Like some people, they all they know is Revelation. <laughs> we have Basta before, and we have liturgy after. <laughs> Just wake me up when it comes to Revelation, when the kids would say. So, like, Revelation is not just like easy. <laughs> so, so how to have that journey ready. And if you are stuck, um, the expositions at the end will help you review. And if you come in late, they were supposed to help you to do, it's the summary. It's like the, the cliff notes. You have something else now. Spark notes. They didn't have that when you were stuck. They're not good for you either way. And sometimes the <laughs> expositions are also not helpful. <laughs> we're trying to modify them <laughs> because they're not always the best summary. Some of them are beautiful prayers. Like there are some... It not only summarizes, it gives you like what to pray. But, like I said, other ones are, are not very good. So that's that. The, the prophecy, 
will give you the type or wisdom, the type to find Christ. And so you knowing, you're going to be alert for, for that type. Homily will give you guidance in your spiritual life. They're not in every hour. Um, but especially in the mornings, you'll have the homilies like of St. Shenouda on Monday, very hard. But if you do it, St. Shenouda, like at one point he says, there should be no sinners in the church. <laughs> like there's no wheat with the chat, there's only good. Like, and it, it's very tough. Like St. Shenouda is no tolerance for all this evening. So, so they wake you up from the... And we have a long introduction and a long conclusion. Why? Like I told you, the psalm is for that. But the long introduction and long conclusion is for us to pay attention that this is important. And this, this will enlighten our mind. This will change our life if you are focused because it's not just a message to come and go. It's to help you understand how to live your life. So that's the homily. The doxology of the praise and prayer, which is the Thok Tetigom, and that's age two, three, <laughs> can master. Uh, I was I was just telling Abuna before, like, how is it that this and Agios, no, no matter what background, or I don't know how, like, it's the mystery of the church. Like, and Hosanna, they can learn how to sing. Like, they can't speak a sentence, but they can say, uh, it's, it's, it's one of the praises, uh, mis- powerful praise. And you'll notice that just Thotetigom will teach you how to praise in Holy Week. Because it's not a somber, like, woe is me. It's a march, but it has a, it has, it's giving glory to God in the midst of suffering. You know, like it's someone who I was visiting, someone who has uh, diagnosed by very severe cancer. Try to get them to say anything negative about anyone else or about his kin. Or to distract, very focused. That's it, and it's consistent. I will carry my cross, and I will give glory to God. That's the psalm. That's the that's the doxology, the meditate, the psalm we talked about. The gospel is how to find Christ. He's shining brightly, and then, like I said, we review. So this is for every hour. And like I said, if you can realize also every day where Christ is, where is He going, and what is to be the focus. Tuesday is which day? What's the theme of Tuesday? Tuesday night to Wednesday. So when you come in Tuesday, it's not only in our church, it's in, I think, the Eastern Orthodox Church, and uh, for sure, and I think the Catholic. It's very old. It's the bride and the bridegroom. And it's the five wise, and we have also the other parables, and we even have some things uh, from Song of Songs. Like it's, it's a beautiful message for judgment. <laughs> As if we, like Monday we start from creation, Tuesday we go to the end, Wednesday we see both together, because Judas and then the, the, sin, the woman pouring the ointment, and then we have the sacrifice. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like it needs no explanation. But, but it's, it's uh, that's why Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's kind of, you can get lost. You can get lost. Um, but this is this is uh, our goal that we can find him and benefit so that like I said we leave as if someone went to uh, a garden and just carried you know a bunch of flowers or if you like money <laughs> like you're able to carry whatever treasures out so as much as you can carry you can take them for the rest of the year and those meditations like some people even in the Psalms or after 
like they're not reading, they're writing more than they read. They're writing their prayers, they're writing their meditations, they're writing down the verses, because when we get dry, like something that's very powerful in some later years, I can't pray, I don't have the... And then you read, you said, who wrote this? <laughs> that was me? How, how did I know that? <laughs> so God will guide you in ways, that's why writing, the, the old monks, I know you're not monks, but because you're Christian, they used to have a little notepad, fourth century, they tie it around their belt with a little like pencil. Why? <laughs> now you have your phone, but why? Because when they would find an elder, I, was, I never saw you, give me a word, right? Give me a word, I, I need, give me advice. So give them advice so I don't forget it, they take out their little book <laughs> and they write so they can go. And during Holy Week, we are the same. we're going and we're moving and God will speak to us. You write down and some things will be for you and some things will be for you and for others. So God will give you glory to, to worship Him in spirit and truth. Glory be to Him now and ever and to the ages of ages. We want to thank you so much for listening to St. Basil's podcast. We hope that you have gained spiritually from our remarkable speakers and we appreciate your support towards this podcast. St. Basil American Coptic Orthodox Church is looking to purchase a home and we would love for you to be a part of our community. We are looking to raise funds towards this novel mission, Orthodoxy in an American Context within the San Diego area. You may donate online through our website, www.stbasil.net. That's www.stbasil.net. Or click on the link below when it will take you to our donations page. You may also mail in your contribution at the address located on our website. We thank you for any contribution, and may our Lord Jesus Christ always bless your heart and home.